Dad on Money is presented by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I'm joined by Alandra. Say hi, Alandra. Hi, I'm Alandra. I'm the third child and I'm 24 and a substitute education assistant. We are going to talk about budgeting today as I would like to be able to take time off work, uh, to be able to travel and experience uh, different things that different places of the world has to offer. But I have my own financial goals that I would like to get there, and I think starting a budget is the best way um, to reach them. I totally agree. Whenever you want to plan for something, you always have to start out with a budget. You know, if you want to travel the world or even just take time off of work, you need to budget for that for when you're not making income. Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Financial Advisors. Contact us through the link in the show notes to start saving for whatever you want. So what are some things people should know when starting a budget? So I always suggest looking back at the last, you know, three, six months, whatever you need to look at to see what your spending habits are like, and then put that in. So you're looking backwards to see what you spend and then see what you can do going forward to achieve your goals. So when you say um, look back three to six months, should they be looking back a little bit farther if they've possibly um, switched jobs or if they were previously unemployed or should they look back at like a smaller time frame if those things had happened to them as well? I guess the biggest thing is that you're looking at because your income is going to change. You kind of, or you can somewhat control your income depending on where you're working and if you want to work or not work. But the biggest thing in a budget that you're going to be looking at are the expenses. Because, you know, you might spend a whole bunch in one area, but in order to do that, maybe at that point in time, you had a part-time job in order to cover off those expenses. So you wanna look at consistent expenses that you have in the past to see where where you can, I guess, clean up your budget, if you will, um, assess your budget and your expenses to see where you can cut your spending in order to save more for those future things that you wanna do, whether it's travel or take time off work or whatever the case might be. Okay, so when you say consistent expenses, you're talking about housing, um, any car expenses, food, clothing. Are there any other um, consistent expenses that we should look at as well? Well, probably cell phones, internet, um, eating out, um, you know, for those that drink or smoke, you know, those would be part of that or even gambling Um, You know, all those can be part of somebody's budget, but you want to make sure that you've got everything in there that you're being realistic on so that you're not, you know, saying, oh, I only spend $20 a month on my cell phone when really it's 75. 
Oh, okay. So, um, with food expenses, because um, I know they fluctuate quite a bit depending on what you decide to buy at the store or how many times you eat out, what's like a realistic number or not even a number? Um, like, what's a realistic expectation for that part of a budget? You want to budget appropriately for different things that you've got in your budget. So for the food, you don't want to have it so cheap that you're just eating plain noodles for the rest of your life. You want to be able to add other foods in there so that one, you're eating healthy and two, you're not getting going to get bored with just eating spaghetti plain forever, right? So you want to be able to have enough in there that's realistic, but you know, maybe instead of eating steak and lobster every single night, maybe you have to change it up, right? So there's that balance in between that you have to come to to figure out what's right for you, you know? And yeah, food prices change and sadly they're going up. So you do have to watch the prices and maybe it's things that you buy on sale on a regular basis. Yes, and as a single person... Um, I'm only feeding one person, whereas other people might be feeding um, a partner or even a family, like a few kids or whatever their situation is. Um, I know a lot of people say that they um, live paycheck to paycheck. Um, Creating a savings account can help stop that from happening, correct? Yeah, what I suggest is you need to pay yourself first. And so, you know, you make money, save some of it for you. And that's for you for later. So whether that's for your travel or whether that's for your time off or whatever the case is, you got to start saving that for you. And whatever that amount is, like maybe you're not, you won't be able to travel for three years because it'll take you that long to save up the money in order to be able to make that trip. So you, you got to look at paying yourself first because what ends up happening is that most people will spend all the money that they've got in their bank account and then at the end of the month go, oh, there was nothing left over for me to save. So we'll see what happens next month. So that's the wrong way to look at it. We need to look at it as I'm going to pay myself this amount and I would suggest 10% of whatever you're bringing home. So if, you, if your paycheck was, just for easy numbers, $1,000, take 100 bucks out, put it into a savings account, leave that off to the side, and now you've got 900 bucks left for everything else, for rent, for insurance, for food, cell phone, all that stuff. And if you don't have enough at the end of the month, don't use that $100 because that's earmarked for you for later whether that's an emergency fund or your travel or whatever. But you need to look at what you're spending and just make sure that it falls within that 900. And as you work on your budget month over month, then you might find out that, oh, hey, I can get away with only spending $750 a month. And now you have 250 to save each month which means that maybe you can take that trip earlier or take more time off or whatever the case might be. Yes. So would you suggest for people um, like under the age of 30 um, to always have a savings account? Um, Or 
would you say that as long as they're very careful, they could just budget that money and leave it in their checkings account? So what I see over and over is people will save money in like a separate bank account or whatever, and then they'll go into a store and see something shiny. So shiny could be whatever, new clothes, new electronics, whatever it is. So they'll see something shiny and go, and they'll look at the app on their phone for their bank and go, oh, I don't quite have enough in my bank account to pay for this, but oh, look at that right there. I've got some money in my savings account. I'm just going to transfer that over because I really want this shiny thing right now. And so then what happens is they go home and then after a week or two, then they're looking at that shiny thing and going, hmm, I really didn't need that. Now I'm going to sell it on Facebook Marketplace and get half the price of what I paid for it. And I can't really put it back into my savings because I need that money now. Right. And it's just, it's, it's a constant cycle that people end up in. So what I suggest is save what you can from your budget and put it in an account separate from your bank account. So it's not as easy to see and access, you know, ideally see a financial advisor and move it out of the way so that you know, if you want to get that shiny thing, you can still buy it because really at the end of the day, the money is yours. But at least then you've got a few days to think about it. And if the money transfers out of your savings account from your financial advisor into your bank account, and then you go to look at that shiny thing and you go, eh, I really don't need that, I guess, anyway. And then just go back and put the money back in. And then you can save that way, right? At least it gives you a pause for thought. Of course. Hey guys, Stephen here. Just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. Come and get your personal taxes done and put that refund to good use. For a person setting up a budget, as you said, a savings account should be something um, that is number one that you have in a budget. Um, like, how should one arrange a budget? I know, like, uh, some people write down their budgets and they have, like, a book that they keep track of everything in. Um, I know that there are some apps out there that people can do it straight from their phones. What are your kind of pros and cons of the two? Really, it depends on the individual, what they are comfortable with. Some people just love technology and they'll put it into an app. Some people like a spreadsheet and they like to document everything in a spreadsheet. Some bank apps will have um, like budget type um, components to it. Or you can just write it down on a piece of paper and keep track that way. There, there really isn't a right or wrong way to do it. It's just a matter of what are you comfortable with and what are you actually going to do? That's the biggest thing. Right. If you're a person that likes to write it down on a piece of paper and somebody says, oh, you got to use this app. It's the best app ever for keeping track of your budget. If you're not an app person, then you probably won't really care and you won't do it. And then you won't keep track of your budget. And then what happens? You overspend and you're back in the same position as you were before. So you really have to look at what you're comfortable with and go from there. 
Okay. Yeah, I know personally I've kind of used like both like pen and paper and um, some apps that were recommended to me. Um, And I've not followed through on either because the app just does its own thing. And if I'm not checking it, then I'm not um, realizing what I'm spending or if I'm not keeping to my budget. So I'm, as I'm a substitute EA, work is not a guarantee for me. Um, What are some cost cutting things that I can do to keep my expenses low and still keep within uh, like a restrictive budget that I may have? Well, that's a hard one because, you know, income is a big component of your of your budget, right? That's the that's the top line. Everybody puts in at the very top what their income is for that period. And so it makes it difficult to create a budget that you know has fluctuating income. But one thing that you can do, especially if you know you're going to have fluctuating income for a longer period of time, is create a minimalist budget. So you have to live, you have to eat, uh, you need to you know, have clothes and, you know, you need to get to work. So what does that look like for you, you know, like on a minimalist basis? So how cheap can you uh, live in a place? So do you have roommates? Do you live by yourself? You know, if you're working on a minimalist budget, you probably need to have roommates so that, you know, you can share the costs around. It'd be nice to have a three-bedroom house all to yourself, but it's just not going to be feasible. So those are things that you can look at to see what's really important. Even on a transportation, do you need a vehicle or can you get away with a bus pass if you're in a, a larger city that has public transportation? Those are some of the things that you really have to sit down and be honest with yourself and go, okay, so I could get from A to B in 20 minutes with my vehicle, but my vehicle costs me $300 a month. Or I can get from A to B in an hour using transit and, you know, transit passes and such cost $150 a month. So right there, if you make that choice, sure, you're spending more time, but you're saving a whole bunch more money. So you know, if your income fluctuates, you really want to get it down to the lowest that you can. And then as you save, then you'll have that offset in the future. So that if your income is down, but your budget is your expenses are higher, then you do have that, that savings, if you will, because, you know, it's ideal to have at least one month's worth of, of, expenses saved for. Otherwise, you know, ideally you even like to have six months to a year, but you know, that takes a while to do. So start with a month and then you should be able to offset those fluctuations uh, when, you know, jobs are sparse. Okay. Um, Is there any other um, suggestions, recommendations that you have for anybody who's who's fresh into the workforce and just making money and maybe looking into a budget or who's maybe looking into moving out um, because I know when 
when you do move into a place, you do have to put quite a bit of money down. So what, um, what are some recommendations you can suggest to those people who are just kind of starting out on their money making and their budgeting, um, for the long term in their life? So honestly, just start saving early. Because if you can start saving that money when your expenses are low, like if you're a 16-year-old and you've got a part-time job, instead of blowing that money on fast food or whatever, you know, make sure you're saving some of that. You can still have fun and, you know, go eat out with friends and stuff like that. But make sure that you're saving some of that so that when you are ready to move out, you have you know, a nice sum, whatever that is, whether that's one, two, three, six months worth of expenses when you move out available to you so that if things go sideways for you where you, you know, you lose a job or, you know, a pandemic happens and, you know, things are all topsy-turvy, you want to make sure that you've got that money to support you. And, you know, if you've got that, then you'll have a heck of a lot less stress in your life as well. Because you've got that cash available to you. So, you know, if you're one that's got three months worth of expenses saved up versus somebody that doesn't, and you both lose your jobs, you're like, ah, that's okay. I'll get another job and, you know, I got three months worth of expenses. You know, I don't want to use it. I'll still be looking for a job, but you'll be more relaxed. So when you go to job interviews and stuff like that, you'll be relaxed because it's not a necessity right this Mm -hmm. second. Whereas the individual that doesn't have any money saved and needs that paycheck right now, they'll go into a job interview all stressed out. And, you know, it's like, I got to get this job. I got to get this job. And, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to look bad on them in their interview just because they're so anxious. Right. So, you know, you look at that anxiety level, what's an employer going to look for, right? Somebody relaxed and able to do the job or somebody stressed out and still be able to do the job, but do they want that stressed out person or they want somebody that's going to be relaxed and calm and can deal with their situation, right? So yeah, of course. So we've talked a lot about um, making sure that you budget for a savings, um, how food and transportation is always kind of going to be the um, fluctuating point. Um, How much would you suggest somebody when they are looking to move out or looking to move into another place, how much would you suggest of their paycheck should they kind of budget for a rental, let's say? Um, Because when I first moved out, I was renting a place that cost, that took up almost a whole paycheck for me. Um, so I'm just wondering, is that like, is that too much or is that kind of like in the middle or should they be looking a little bit lower? So the hard thing, especially when it comes to renting is that rent is expensive. Buying a house is cheaper or it can be cheaper. And so You know, I saw a post the other day on Facebook that somebody had that, you know, my rent is $1,400 a month, but I can't qualify for a mortgage for $900 a month. So I guess I'll keep renting. 
right? And this, and this is the problem that we're in in Canada is that it's hard to get a mortgage and you have to save up a lot of money in order to get into a mortgage. So the biggest thing is the more you can save early on, the better that, you know, things will be so that you have choices down the road and maybe it's you've got enough money to for a down payment so that now instead of spending $1,400 a month on rent, you can spend $900 a month on mortgage and rent out a room for, you know, 800 bucks or whatever it might be, whatever the going rate is at the time. And so now you got pretty much your whole mortgage payment paid for and you own a house. Pretty sweet. But you can't do that if you haven't saved any money. So those are the those are the things there. Now, moving out to get into that position, just save, save, save. I can't reiterate that enough. You got to be able to save that money and have that set up for you so that you don't have the stress later when, you know, a roommate moves out and you're stuck with, you know, all the expenses of moving out at the end and your roommate, you know, had wrecked something and all that stuff, right? So you just want to make sure that you're set up with your savings and try not to dip into it all too often. I don't think currently because we're in a pandemic, a lot of places aren't open. So not a lot of people are going to the movies. Um, I don't know about you, but I haven't been to a movie in almost two years. So entertainment is not even an expense on my budget anymore. And also like with eating out, most of it is delivery now, which is quite a bit more expensive. So it's something that you got to look at as well when you're considering food. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to add? Any suggestions uh, for anybody who is, uh, reiterating my first question, any suggestions for anybody who is starting to look at making a budget for the first time? Just honestly, write everything down, keep track of everything and, and think about it. You know, do you need a Slurpee every day or a Starbucks or a Tim Hortons, whatever the case might be, whatever your addiction is, do you need that? Do you need to go to McDonald's or Wendy's or, you know, your favorite sushi restaurant once a week? Probably not, but you can still do that. But instead of once a week, do it once a month. Instead of having a, a Starbucks or Tim Hortons coffee every morning, pair it back to every other day or even once a week and see how much you'd be able to save. Everybody has their own preferences when it comes to what they will and will not spend money on. And so I can't tell you to say, oh, you know, don't, don't do this or don't do that. It's, it's really up to you. And if you want to have the freedom in the future to be able to go on that trip around the world or to Europe or to the States or to Mexico or wherever you want, then you have to make choices. And sometimes those choices are going to be hard. So, you know, definitely look at it. Be honest with yourself. Do you really need that? And 
cut it out if you don't. Just like you said with your movie part. You know, if you haven't been to a movie in two years, that's saving probably quite a bit of money. But are you worse off for it? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, I guess you don't necessarily have to live a super restrictive, minimalistic budget lifestyle. You can still have all the things, all the, let's say they're luxuries um, that you want in life, right? Oh, yeah. I work with people all the time of all income levels. You know, I have clients that are 18 years old that are just starting out. They've got a minimum wage job and they're saving money. And then I've got clients that make $400,000 a year and can't save a dime. And it's just choices. And so if you look at that, you just have to look at what choices you're making with your money. Some are good, some are not so good. And if you have a hard time making good choices, maybe you need to talk to you know, a good friend, a sibling, a parent, and say, hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think? And they'll tell you honestly, or, you know, they should tell you honestly if they want to help you out. But you just have to be honest with yourself and figure out what's more important. If that trip every year is important to you, great, save for that trip. But if that trip isn't as important as having, you know, a Tim Hortons every single day, then I guess we know where your priorities lie. The trip is not that important, but the Tim Hortons is. So that's the choice you make. Thanks for listening to Dad on Money. I'm Stephen Williams, and you can find me at smallbusinessaccountants.ca. And I'm Alandra Williams, and you can find me at my Instagram, Lando and Lexi, or you can also listen to our podcast, which is also called Lando and Lexi. Hey guys, Alex popping in here just at the end to do the credits. Dad on Money is produced by Mecco Radio, and it is presented and sponsored by the Small Business Accountants and the Small Business Financial Advisors. You might hear some birds chirping in the background. I'm not sure if they're loud enough to pick up with the microphone, but that does mean that it's spring, which is a great time to start anew, start fresh, build a new budget, and start saving. If you want to start saving, which, I mean, we all want a big, bright, beautiful future, you can contact Stephen, my dad, through the link in the show notes. Now for the rest of the credits. The music in this episode was by Ian Post, and this episode was hosted by my dad, Stephen, and my sister, Alandra. It was edited by me and produced by me and all the other things by me. All I do is podcasting. See you in the next one, and thanks for listening. Mecco.